Hey, my name is Alyssa Wolf, and as a chronic pain specialist, I am on a mission to empower you to tackle your chronic pain naturally by uncovering hidden truths about pain and exposing the deeper cause. I aim to help you transform your relationship with pain because you've been in this relationship for long enough and you deserve better. You just need a little help to get out of it. And that is what the Chronic Pain Breakup Podcast is all about. I'll be busting pain management myths, teaching you some of the mind-blowing neuroscience of pain, and help you overcome some of the roadblocks that are keeping you from seeing real, long-term improvements in pain. Stick with me, and in no time, you'll learn the keys to breaking up with stubborn pain so you can get back to doing what makes you, you, and living your fearless and fulfilling life. So if you have chronic pain and are looking for no-fluff, natural, science-backed pain relief solutions, pull up a seat and get cozy because you are in the right place. Let's get started. All right. So today I am going to be talking about something that I think we all struggle with a little bit, which is being a perfectionist or being a people pleaser. And I'll be the first to admit it. I am both. And one of the things that I love about people with chronic pain is that they tend to be the most loving and caring people right? They take care of everyone else first, and they often will forget to take care of themselves and their own, they're their own last priority. And while this is a really great quality to have, being very caring, very generous, being a very feeling person is a great quality to have. It can actually lead also lead us to some very self-limiting behaviors, And same thing goes with perfectionists, okay? And from one perfectionist to another, we have this all or nothing way of thinking, right? Like if I don't get this right, I'm a failure. It's all a failure. It it doesn't work, it's a failure. And we have such high standards for ourselves and for others. And so this is something that we have to be honest with ourselves about, something we every once in a while need to kind of check in with ourselves to see if our beliefs and our behaviors are limiting us from feeling better and from being healthier. Because sometimes I know for myself, it's that is these self-limiting beliefs that have kept me stuck and prevented me from moving forward. So um, what is a self-limiting belief or behavior? So self-limiting beliefs are when we start to rationalize all the reasons why we can't do something, right? Like, oh, I can't do that thing because X, Y, Z. And I really think that our self-limiting beliefs come from being overwhelmed, emotionally drained, unable to keep up with unreasonable demands. Um, It is something that us people pleasers and us perfectionists are so familiar with, right? So that's because we tend to take on more and more and more, and we never really say no to anything. And now, and then we have all these unrealistic expectations on how we should look, how we should act, how our homes should look, how our kids should be. But ultimately, we never really feel like we've got it all under control, right? Ultimately, we never live up to the standards and expectations that we've created for ourselves, right? And that then will lead to this feeling of inner distress and inner turmoil because you never really feel like you know what you're doing because you're constantly second guessing yourself. And when you live in this for long enough, you start to feel incompetent and incapable of keeping up with your responsibilities, which 
can only make the pain problem worse, right? So ultimately, we end up feeling like we have no control over our circumstances, over our pain, over our lives. And so these feelings of overwhelm, of inner turmoil, lead us into these self-sabotaging behaviors and self-limiting beliefs, okay? So we have these unreal expectations and standards. So ultimately then we tell ourselves like, if I didn't get this right, I'm a failure. I'm a complete failure. I'm afraid I'll let myself down. I'm afraid I'll let my family down and I don't wanna disappoint this other person, right? Ultimately, we have these beliefs because we get scared and it's completely rooted in self-worth and fear because you're afraid you'll disappoint. You're afraid you'll look like a failure. And so you're not confident. And this is what happens is there's this conflict. You desperately want to feel better. You want to feel happy. You want to be successful. And you know that to make that happen, something has to change. You have to take action, right? But at the same time, deep down is this deep rooted self-worth and issue and fear. And you're afraid that you'll disappoint someone that you'll fail or that you'll upset someone else. And then there's also this issue that sometimes we convince ourselves that we don't deserve it. We're, and we're undeserving of feeling better. So that fear and that issue of self-worth is really what keeps people stuck. Those beliefs, of those fears and those um, self-worth issues will drive their actions. They decide not to act. And so ultimately what we have is conflict between what you want, the life that you want, and you want to feel better, you want to feel happy, and you want to be healthy, but the fear and the self-worth issue leads to inaction, right? Because ultimately then we become this, we become so much more comfortable in our discomfort and sometimes because change is hard, we end up defending our discomfort, saying things like, I just deal with it. I just push through it because I have to. And there's no other way. I have an incurable condition. I can't get any better. I can't do anything about it. And you'd be surprised actually <clears throat> how many people are so willing to defend their diagnosis or their condition to say that um, they can't get better. And I think it comes partly from this inner turmoil, this self-sabotage. We actually convince ourselves that we can't get better, that we can't do anything about our condition and that we must rely on external circumstances. We must rely on the medical system or on healers or gurus, right? When we rely so heavily on external circumstances, it makes us feel like we have no control. And if you feel like you have no control, then it's gonna make it very hard to act. If we can't believe we can change our own circumstances, then we will never try to change them. And unless your actions really match your desire to feel better, if it doesn't match, then you're gonna go on feeling that overwhelm, that frustration, that feeling like you have no control, that hopelessness and that helplessness will just continue, okay? But the thing is, when you decide to prioritize your health and you act in a way that matches those desires, it's unlikely to that you'll fail because you'll because you will make mistakes, but that's totally okay because you'll look at them differently. You'll look at them as learning opportunities. And every mistake takes you closer and closer to your goal. And so 
even if you're afraid that you'll disappoint yourself or others when you're acting in a place that matches your desires you you just end up taking the responsibility for those mistakes those disappointments and then you realize also that the the disappointment of others has nothing to do with you okay and you know we give so much compassion and grace to those in our lives but then we forget to give it to ourselves and our self talk is so nasty I mean, for many of us, you would never say the things that you say to yourself, to a friend, right? We tell ourselves, uh, you're a loser, you're a failure, you suck. If you wouldn't say those types of things to your best friend, why do we say it to ourselves? Why do we think that that's okay that we can say that to ourselves? And when we have such negative self-talk, these limiting beliefs, these fears, this issue of self-worth, even when you try, if you fall down, you'll very quickly get discouraged and say that it doesn't work. It's not for me. And the negative self-talk stops you from trying again. That is why it's so important to really hold up the mirror every once in a while and take a look at how you're operating. Are you operating in fear? Are you operating in a people-pleasing fashion, afraid that you'll disappoint others so you you decide that you can't make the change that's necessary to feel better and live the life that you desire. Are you operating as a perfectionist, fearful that you'll fail, or maybe that you failed in the past and that's stopping you from trying again? Really, we need to acknowledge those fears and recognize where they're coming from and then give ourselves compassion and grace and then make that decision to do what's best for ourselves from there. We ultimately have a decision, right? We can choose suffering. We can choose the conflict, the inner conflicts, the inner turmoil. We can choose to stay in the pain the way we are. We can choose to let things get worse and live every day wondering how much worse will it get. Or we can decide to acknowledge those fears, but decide to then act out of compassion for ourselves instead of letting those fears stop us and prevent us from moving forward. So suffering is optional. Choosing to do nothing is a choice, is a decision, and we have that decision to make, okay? And that's the thing too. Any Anytime we think about implementing change, our fight or flight, um, responses will kick in and the fear centers in our brain will activate. We get more stressed because change is hard. And of course it's hard because our body is going to resist any sort of change, but there's a way that you can choose to feel better. That's easy. That provides the support you need to feel better again, because you need the support and guidance to be successful. You don't have to do it all alone and you don't have to try to figure it all out by yourself. Okay, hope that is making sense. And so that's why I'm actually going to be doing this free workshop next week. I'm going to be doing a live training called How to Master Chronic Pain Naturally um, next week on June 22nd. This is a way for you to take action, to give yourself back an hour to learn what things you can do to start feeling better without more pills, procedures, or physical therapy. And I'm doing this training to empower you to take your health and your pain management and recovery into your own hands, okay? And then in order to attend the workshop, you do have to enroll. So you do have to take that simple step first to decide to do this for yourself. Set aside that fear in a moment, for a moment, and tell yourself that you deserve it. 
And that's all I have to share for today. I hope to see you at the workshop. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Chronic Pain Breakup Podcast. If you found this episode helpful, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes. And if you want to take this relationship to the next level, you can connect with me and other pain crusaders inside my private Facebook group, Battling Chronic Pain with Neuroscience, where these episodes are actually recorded live. And I'd love to hear from you. Share your questions and biggest struggles with your chronic pain recovery journey by reaching out to me on Facebook or on Instagram at Pain Crusader. Thanks again for listening and never stop learning.